I'll say this for him, he's consistent. Well, he's been so consistent all year. Not to taste, consistency. Consistently, yes. Consistency! Thanks, losers. And we're back here on the Fantasy Football Consistency Show. I'm your host, Bob Blung from Big Guy Fantasy Sports. As always, sitting on the other side of the desk there is my good friend. Uh, well, he's sitting on the other side of the desk all the way in Florida, which is not as close as you think. Uh, my good friend, Ron Rigney. Ron, how's it going down south? Uh, it's been 90. It's been 90 here for months, like literally months, like not just a week, months. And we don't have ocean breeze coming off which you have, it's, it's, it sucks. I mean, I don't mind heat, but when I haven't mown my grass in three weeks and I still don't need to probably for another week, if it, that's it, if it rains at all, which it hasn't in about two weeks, um, I think I would have moved to Florida. <laughs> well, for what it's worth, I am adding guests. So that's, that's oh, you're not on the back porch, okay. No, I'm not on the porch. I'm at, well, because of all the reasons that you just laid Oh, out. okay. Right, I got so you. It, it's like kind of like the Christmas sun right now. I've been mm. grass today, no breeze, 103, uh, 103 degree heat index. So, you know, every, everything here in uh, Wuhan, Florida is just peaceful. <laughs> nice. Yeah, my daughter lives out in Vegas. My other, my middle daughter's out with my youngest daughter. Uh, I think today was 113, and they went hiking at Red Rock, so they're nuts. It's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. It is a dry heat, which means your skin just burns that much faster. Um but we're back here. It's, uh, we've taken some time off. I know, uh, you know, prayers got to you, Ron, for your dad. I know you've been spending some time up there. Uh, you know, he's battling from cancer. And, and again, all everybody out there, if you quick, please say a prayer for Ron's dad and help him get back to health. He had surgery. We know that. Um, you know, we've had some, you know, obviously COVID and lots of things going on. So we've, we took a little time off. We apologize for all you listeners out there, but we're going to be back. We're going to be here every week uh, as we head through. Head, head towards, we hope, regular season in fantasy football. We may not see a preseason in fantasy football, but we hopefully will see a regular season. So, uh, Ron, welcome back, and uh, it's good to have you, man. Always glad to be here. You know, we were talking a little bit off air about, you know, all the things coming up with spring classes and things like that, and I looked down in the corner of my computer, and it's it's July 19th already. Yeah, we're less than a month. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it's, yeah, we got to get things moving. So sadly, no expo, but we are doing the King's Classic and with a bonus this year. I know you know this, but for those out there may not know, we added a third division this year. Half of that division is international fantasy football websites. And I can't tell you how excited I am about this because uh, some of our good friends from Brazil, England, Germany, Mexico, Canada, and Australia are all part of that division. They're so jacked up to be a part of this. I'm jacked up that they're a part of it. Uh, And you know what? Already I found like four new sites that are different countries. We might have a whole international division next year. Uh, That would be exciting to do. Uh, I know Sirius Radio loves the idea as well. And, of course, we'll be live on Saturday, August 15th on Sirius Radio. We'll definitely give you more details as we know. Uh, but we, the King's Classic will continue. We'll be online this year. And, uh, like I said, with some international flair. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, and so we will be doing that Saturday, August 15th. All right. So we're going to head into wide receivers. Uh, you know, it's... I know you've been doing some drafts. I've been doing some drafts. 
wide receivers this year, it, I, to be honest with you, I'm almost seeing like a no wide receiver kind of strategy this year. In almost Now, granted, I, we talked off air about this. I've been doing a lot of leagues this year, a lot of new leagues, a lot of new contests, a lot of sites putting together like Scott Fish-like bowl-type bowls together, and almost all of them are super flexes. Or they're, you know, one-and-a-half-point PPR for tight end. So just really weird drafting scenarios. But what I've seen in almost all of them is that there is zero love for the wide receivers. Maybe the top four or five. But beyond that, I mean, and it's working out. If you play that game, you'll win. Like, I'm in a, a draft now. It's uh, Fantasy and Frames, our good friends, uh, Aaron Peggs and, and, and uh, Jorge Edwards putting this together this year. Superflex, uh, one-and-a-half point PPR for tight ends. And my, my three receivers, who I got after the sixth round, are Mike Evans, uh, A.J. Green, T.Y. Hilton, and Julian Edelman. After the sixth round. I waited on wide receivers, didn't draft any of them. And my running backs are Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb. My two uh, quarterbacks are Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. Oh, and I got Henry Henry tight end. But I, look at, listen, those are first, first, you know, wide receiver ones. I got four of them after the sixth round. It's crazy how wide receivers are falling this year. There is zero love. You can wait all you want and still get good, consistent wide receivers. I don't know what drafts you've been doing, if you've done any so far with these super flexes and stuff, but man, it's really weird out there. Um, and I, I almost really want to do a, like a straight draft just to see what, what the real drafts would go like, you know? <laughs> and what have you been seeing? They're not a whole lot different. Right now I'm doing um, fan edge. Uh, oh, okay. Right. Right. And the amazing thing is, like I said, this draft that I'm doing, um, it, it's got that special scenario. I mean, we're in round 12, and here's some of the guys who are still available at wide receiver, still haven't been drafted. Sterling Shepard, um, Darius Slayton, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Sammy Watkins, Golden Tate, Hunter Renfro, Preston Williams, uh, um Henry Ruggs, Crowder, DJX, Judy. Uh, it's just like, wow. These oh, Larry Fitzgerald, um, not drafted. Sanu, 
uh, you know, guys that people forget about because, oh, well, you know, they're old and blah, blah, blah. Well, they still produce every year. So, yeah. So, so what are we saying, folks? Wait on your wide receivers. Now, there are some studs out there we certainly want to get to, and we're going to start off, uh, you know, looking at our fantasy football consistency guide. If you don't have one yet, go out to, uh, to Amazon, just search 2020 consistency. I guarantee it's the first thing that pops up. I know because I've tried it. Uh, and you can get it there. You know, go back to the website, use the coupon code, get the rest of the year VIP access for only 10 bucks. You get all the updates, all the tier draft list updates, uh, everything during the season. Follow along the consistency report as the season progresses. So all of that's out there. Go out and get that. But as we look at the basically the review, the preview for 2020, we've got a tier one. And it's Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. Now, some people will argue and say, well, why isn't Tyreek Hill in there? Well, Tyreek Hill only had 67% consistency last year. Not great. Yeah, I know he was injured, but I don't think he's ready to be Tier 1. People will argue with me. That's fine. Um, But, you know, those four guys have either were last year over 80% consistent or have been over 80% consistent you know, at one point in their careers, Devontae Adams had a down year last year, uh, injuries to, you know, him, Rogers, you know, the whole team just was a hot mess. Didn't have any really good two wide receiver two in that team. Um, any issues with any of these four guys? I mean, the only thing right now is if you want Michael Thomas, you got to pick him in the first five picks. Are you ready to pick Michael Thomas at before one, you know, one Oh five or before when there's so many good running backs, uh, on the board at that point, or are you going to take a running back like a Derrick Henry, an Alvin Kamara, somebody like that, uh, before you take Thomas? I think Thomas at 1-5 is okay for me because I'm confident in some of those running backs I can get when it comes back to me. Mm-hmm. When I, in that panic draft that I was talking about a couple of minutes ago, I picked seventh, and I actually had the option to get Devontae Adams at number seven. And what I ended up doing is I ended up going Travis Kelsey, which is something I kind of went back on what I had said before, you know, when we talked about tight ends. <laughs> I didn't really know if I was ready to pay that price. But, you know, like I also said when we talked about tight ends is I had Kelsey on one of my teams last year, and I kind of did this mixing and matching with the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And it really showed me, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's one of these no-duh points that you want to get all the best players that you can get. But when you have one of those guys that's the number one guy at his position, it sets you so head and shoulders apart from mm-hmm. everybody else at that position. So I went ahead and went the Kelsey route. I skipped out on Devontae Adams. I think he went to pick after me or pick nine, and I ended up getting Josh Jacobs on the way back, which I felt really good about. So I skipped nice. over Adams in that scenario. Um, in between there, Julio and DeAndre went as well. I- I'm okay with those guys where they're at. It's Devontae Adams. I can't buy in. I- I'm not ready to give up number seven pick, especially when a guy – like Travis Kelsey is there, because he's essentially like having a wide receiver one at your tight end spot. And is it a one and a half points? No. No. It's, a, it's straight. straight. Oh, yeah. all right. All right. So interesting. Bold moves there. Bold move there, Cotton. We'll see how the strategy pays off. Um, for the, all of you that play dodgeball, watch dodgeball. Um, so, yeah, so Devontae Adams, like you said, ADP 109, Tyreek. Uh, or I'm sorry, Julio Jones at 203, Hopkins 203. I'm perfectly fine with with those scenarios. Like you said, Adams, I, I don't have any shares because if I'm picking nine, I usually have to decide: is it Derrick Henry or Devonte Adams? And it's like, like you said, there were so many good run, wide receivers that are going later in drafts. Why would I take Devonte Adams when I can get a uh, a Kenny Galladay or a Mike Evans who? 
will be close enough consistency wise in and I can get them in round three than to pick Adams in round one. When I can get a Derrick Henry who you can count on, you're gonna lie, you know, you're gonna get eighty percent consistency out of him at a running back position where there's not a lot of, you know, top options. Basically there's about twelve. Um and then you start, you know, you know, reaching for players that <laughs> Are not worthy of that scenario. So yeah, so I, I don't have any shares of I don't know even know if I have any shares of Thomas because usually when I'm at one oh five, I see Alvin Kamara at one oh five and I see Michael Thomas at one oh five, I have to go Kamara. Again, you know, last year he said, you know, he was eighty six percent consistent and he said that his legs were about seventy five percent. That's impressive. So if he put up those kind of consistent numbers with only seventy five percent of his legs you know that he's ready this year and, and you know and we know Drew Brees is going to be I mean this team this team is going to go for a title this could be Drew Brees' last year he signed a TV contract he's looking forward to the, you know towards the future so this may be it if he can go out on top you know like Manning and, and did uh, that may be it for Brees um, and if he doesn't win he may go out too but we'll see uh, so there's our tier one you know Hopkins is the only probably wild card here because he now plays for somebody other than Houston Texans and, and Deshaun Watson. Now he goes to Kyler Murray, a little bit younger quarterback, a little less experience. Um, certainly still as talented. Kyler Murray certainly had his moments and flashes last year. Um, we'll see you know, how that works out. you got to believe he'll still be probably 80% consistent. You know, Somewhere up there, he's going to be you know, worthy. Um, if I have to choose between Julio and Hopkins, I'm going Julio because I feel like I, it, it, I, there's more I can count on there. What are your thoughts on if you're if you're choosing between Julio and DeAndre, and let's say it's you know the turn round two, early round two, who are you going with? I think I'm kind of with you there, and I think a slight nod to Julio because of the experience of Matt Ryan and what they've been able to do offensively. Not to say that I'm I'm upset with getting DeAndre there if he's a, if he's a right. Julio's not, but I think out of those two, I got to go with Julio if I just have those two to pick from. Not to say that I don't really believe in Kyler Murray this year. I really do, and I think it's going to be a great offense there in in the desert. But it's just not sure if they're quite ready to take that step that the Falcons have taken in that passing game in the last couple of years. Absolutely. So that's Tier 1. I don't think there's too much argument. Like I said, maybe somebody would say Tyreek should be in Tier 1. And, again, you can do that. But Tyreek is certainly at the top of Tier 2. He is our number 5 ranked overall uh, wide receiver in the guide. Uh, like I said last year, a little bit of a disappointment uh, between injuries to Mahomes, injuries to Hill. Um, you know, it just wasn't his best year. But you know, they still won a Super Bowl. They're coming back, you know, in full force uh, and with a new rookie and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So you know, that adds some bonus to that as well. Uh, the team is certainly going to be top notch, and if Mahomes is 100 percent healthy and can move the run a little bit more, that's just going to make it that much more dangerous gives Tyreek more time to get downhill or down, down, downfield. Um, the rest of the group uh, in this order, in, in our ranking order, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay, Cooper Cup, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, Julian Edelman, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Tyler Boyd, Allen Robinson, and Jarvis Landry. Um, I know that when you compare this to what we're looking at here, fantasy football calculator ADPs, there's some names in our group that we have that are not in the top 17 uh, ranked players, um, but there are some you know that are of the opposite way. So as you look through the list, maybe pick out uh, one or two guys that you see ADP-wise being either much higher, much lower, um, or not even in this tier that are uh, you know are 
or that are not even in the top 17 in the ADPs, but we have them ranked much higher. Well, one of the guys that we've already mentioned, I hate to keep bringing his name up, is, is Julian Edelman. Right. Julian Edelman was, I don't want to say practically free, but I got him. I think I drafted him as my actual, as I think about it now, third wide receiver. I don't even think I had to take him as my wide receiver, too, because right. I think I took um, Juju, and then I think I took Hollywood Brown actually before I took Edelman which is, is, is uh, kind of interesting there. So he slid quite a bit. And, you know, he's – I mean, the numbers are right there, 75% consistent. You know, he's, he's played uh, all 16 games last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's really going to be a big drop-off as far as Cam stepping in there for Tom Brady. I think Cam is smart enough to know who his go-to guys are there, and I think he's going to get the ball to him quite often. I also like, you know, kind of that, that middle cluster there of Juju – Moore, Allen, and Cup as well. I think those guys are, are solid value, and it's just kind of like what we talked about before. If you're going with those guys and you don't necessarily get one of those tier one guys, mm-hmm. you can pair together, you know, two or three of these, you know, these guys in this middle, or at least get two of them. You know, that's pretty good when you have some of those fringy wide receiver ones and wide receiver twos as as two of your three starters for any given week. Right, and and that's what I've been doing a lot of drafts. Um, you know, again, the old guys are getting zero love. Um, Keenan Allen's another one that I just seem to have on every team, and I'm getting him as my wide receiver two, sometimes wide receiver three, depending on how the flow is going. Um, you know, just because Philip Rivers left, they feel like, oh, well, you know, who are they going to throw to? Well, they're still going to throw to Keenan Allen. I mean, who else would they throw to? This guy's a machine. Uh, Cooper Cup, ADP is 15. You know, we have him nine. Uh, Keenan Allen, we have a 10. ADP is 22. Uh, the aforementioned Julian Edelman, we have 13th. I think that's the first time I actually ranked him outside of the top 12 in, in probably the last whatever number of years that he's been, you know, a major force for the Patriots. His ADP is wide receiver 30. That's absurd. Um, and this was, you know, actually he's improved. He was actually at 37 or 38 a few weeks ago before they got Cam Newton. He just moved up to 30. That's how bad it's been for him. Uh, not for him, but it's great for us because we're just grabbing him everywhere. Is is you know, you said, one of our top receivers. You know, Jarvis Landry, every year is 75% consistent. You know, maybe 70 at worst. And, you know, you look at this list, you're like, uh, where's he at? He's not even in the top, is he in the top 30? Oh, he's 32. Right. So he's so basically you could wait to ADP twenty eight and get AJ Green, Julian Edelman, Devontae Parker, Brandon Cooks, Jarvis Landry, or Tyler Boyd. I I'd be giddy to have that group as my wide receiver core. Especially if I know I could wait and load up on running backs, tight ends, quarterbacks, you know, whatever the case may be that I can, you know, maybe get a Patrick Mahomes in round two or three because I know I can come back and get these guys late. I, I get, I don't get it. I mean, yeah, I get, well, I get it. We, you know, Ron, you and I have been in this stuff long enough. It's the shiny new toys. Everybody wants a shiny new toy. DJ Moore, AJ Brown, uh, DK Metcalf, DJ Chark, uh, Cortland Sutton, you know, these kind of guys. Everybody's. They're all up in the top 26 of wide receivers. And only really one, DJ Moore, have the consistency numbers to support it. You know, Metcalf was, I think, 60%, 65%. DJ Moore was 80. 
So he's up there. And we have him ranked 11th. It's not like we're disrespecting him. Here he's 14th. I'm actually surprised he's that low. But look who's in there. Our our favorite fantasy locus, Amari Cooper, is 12th. Why? Because everybody feels like it's just, you know. They added CeeDee Lamb. Obviously, he's going to be top 12. <laughs> Why? But, um, you know, there's just so much value in Tier 2. Like I said, you could literally pass on the on the Tier 1s. Just not... Just get go two running backs, or like you said, go go Travis Kelsey, Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes in round one and two, and then come back and get you know we've we've talked about the good consistent running backs that are out there, Mostert, uh, you know Ronald Jones, um, you know all these guys that we know are good value. You could le- easily, like you like you did, go Kelsey Mahomes or you know Kelsey Lamar Jackson or whoever you want. Maybe you go Kittle. Uh, you could you could literally do that this year because I think you can get away with finding good, solid talent at the wide receiver position in the later rounds because people are grabbing the Amari Coopers and Cortland Suttons in round two and three. Um, what about the what about your Phoenix draft? Have you seen those guys go much earlier or going in the earlier rounds um, as I've seen them? Honestly, the the ones that kind of shocked me were Mahomes and Jackson kind of hung around for a little bit longer than what I would have thought of. And it, it seems like a lot of you know the the ADPs are very similar to what we have up here on Fantasy Football Calculator as far as the early early guys. There wasn't really a whole lot of guys that fell, but you know when you started when you start looking at these guys in tier two because I was just sitting here thinking to myself, I think. Because I waited and got my two running backs, I got my quarterback, I got my tight end. I think I drafted wide receivers for like four straight rounds because I ended up with Darius Slayton as my fourth rounder. I don't know have the ADP in front of me, but but probably the ones that I was surprised that hung around the longest were the two main quarterbacks. And I was just sitting here thinking about some of my best balls as well. I did exactly what you did in a lot of my best ball drafts because of what my position was. Uh, either I, I picked anywhere from like seven to eleven, I think, in like six different best balls. And, I think some a lot of times I got Hopkins, but also I was able to either get Lamar Jackson, Kelsey, or Mahomes in those first three picks and do exactly what you just said, maybe get a kind of a fringy running back there, but also get some of these guys in this cluster here and feel really good about it. Yeah, so this is a, a mock draft I've been doing every month with uh, some good friends of mine. Um, I forget who puts this together. Um, uh, Nick Faber. So this is actually a straight one. Uh, everything is normal, regular PPR, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and I'm looking at the wide receivers in round three. One of them was A.J. Brown. Amari Cooper uh, went in round three. Uh, Calvin Ridley went in round four. Metcalf run, went in round four. Um, that was before Ken, I got Keenan Allen. Uh, D.J. Chark round five. Uh, you know, Cortland Sutton. DJ Moore was that's fine, you know. But again, and, and in that same draft, my three wide receivers are Mike Evans, Keenan Allen. Oh, my four wide receivers: Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, AJ Green, Julian Edelman. And I got Edelman in round nine. And I, I pulled mine up. I'm trying to find out what I did here now. So I started in round four. I took, I took Juju round pick four six, which is about a round beyond what he's going for on fantasy football calculator i, I got or i went i did get kyler murray round five and then i think i went back to receiver so i didn't go four straight oh maybe i waited even longer let's see here <laughs> I, got, I got hollywood brown round seven so i went with him as my receiver too 
I got Edelman round eight, and then that, then I went to Slayton, I believe, in uh, round nine to kind of give me those four. So, yeah, they, they flipped a little bit. So, yeah, I, got, I was able to get Edelman, Edelman round round eight as my wide receiver three. Yeah, round eight. And, I I mean, I got him in round, what did I say, round nine? In, in, in a straight draft as my fourth wide receiver. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, this is the year that, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that argue, oh, well, you know, he, he, he's not him, he won't be himself with Tom Brady. And, you know, when A.J. Green, he was hurt all last year. How do you expect him to come back? And, well, he was the number one right receiver in Cincinnati for years prior to his injury. He's healthy. What, what do you expect? I mean, yeah, I know he's up there in age. I think he's 29 or 30, maybe 31. Um, but, you know, who's, who's Joe Burrow going to trust? You know, it's going to be him and Tyler Boyd. And yet those two guys are, like I said, um, ADP-wise are in, you know, late. And, and, and maybe just people don't believe in Burrow. And I, I get it. You know, it's a rookie quarterback. Um, but, you know, the kid knows how to hit open players. You know, yeah, it was they were probably more wide open in LSU than, than it would be if he was playing for, you know, a, a bad team. But, you know, these, these are the Bengals. They have Mixon. They've got Boyd. They've got A.J. Green. They've got, you know, some talent there. It's, it's not like he's you know, going to a terrible team that, you know, he's not going to be able to do anything with. So, all right. So as we move down, we're going to move down to tier three. I think, like you said, I think tier two provides a lot of value, but let's be honest, tier three's got a lot of good players in it too. Um, you know, Amari Cooper is Amari Cooper. We have him ranked 18th. That's where I think he really belongs. Even though his clutch rate last year was 63%, ranked 22nd. By the way, 22nd? is the highest he's had ever in consistency rating is 63%. And yet every year people put this kid in the top 12. I just don't get it. But, you know, it's just, again, whether it's the shiny toy or whatever you want to call it, he gets way more love than he certainly deserves. But, um, you know, so, we, you know, he is there. We have him in the top 24. You know, that's fine. A.J. Brown certainly proved his worth last year as a rookie. This is where I think it's just a little much. Like you said, uh, A.J. Brown here is ADP 17. We have him 19. I think that's respectable. But I've seen people, like I said, in that one draft, he drafted him in the third round or fourth round. I mean, it's just way too early. Uh, Ad, uh, Devontae Parker had his best season ever. That one scares me a little bit. I'm sure it does you. Um, I can't imagine he's going to be top 12 in both points and consistency. But I think he's a good value if you can get him as your wide receiver three. And his ADP is 29. So it's not like... People believe like this guy is broken out and will be a stud the rest of his life. Uh, I know, you know, we always kind of joked about Devontae Parker, but I think he'll still be in the 70% consistency rating, wouldn't you? I mean, I would think so. The only thing I could see is maybe whenever Tua right. takes over the team, that could be something. But, I mean, if you've got, you know, what, they got right, with Fitzmagic yeah. in the ball. Right. So, yeah, I mean, as long as you got Fitzmagic in there chucking it. There's got to be somebody to catch it. But also, too, they have Preston Williams coming back. Mm-hmm. I, I think I look for Mike Gesicki to maybe take a, a step forward and kind of be a bigger part of that offense. So it could affect Devontae Parker a little bit. But I think the biggest thing that, that, that he's hinging upon is if, is if and when they give the ball to Tua, how, how Tua is able to get him the ball in that offense. And I think that that, that coaching, the, the, you know, the coaches down there, uh, we, we've talked a little bit about that off air, too. We like the coaches there. Mm-hmm. I think they're headed in the right direction in that regard. I think they're smart enough that they're going to find ways to get Devontae Parker the ball. So, right. I, yeah, I don't think that there's going to be a big drop-off. 
but there could be a little bit of a drop off as far as him being a little bit less consistent. Right. Which again, I think his ADP at twenty nine. I mean, like you said, we have him at twenty. It might be a little bit high for most people, um, but yeah, again, you know, I don't think it's far off. I think he could, if he's seventy five percent consistent or seventy percent consistent. You know, look at Calvin Wrigley, DK Metcalf, both 69%. That was 16th and 17th. So I, I don't think having him uh, at, uh, you know, number 20 is really at too far out of the question if he can even hit that 70%. And, you know, the big shock last year, one of the big shocks last year, wide receiver was Adam Thielen's, you know, demise. Uh, injuries certainly killed him in his six games. But even in the 10 games he did play, only 50% consistent, uh, you know, he is at least back up there ADP wise. Uh, he's now uh, ADP is uh, wide receiver nine. You know we have him at twenty one. It, it's probably a little, it's a little low. Um, but to be honest with you, it's a run first team. I mean, as long as Dalvin Cook is running the ball well, they didn't need to throw the ball as much. Uh, now, I think Adam Thielen certainly is going to improve his numbers because Stefan Diggs has went away. They'll have a rookie on the other side in Justin Jefferson, but. What are your thoughts on Adam Thielen? I think this is one of those, you know, again, ADP says wide receiver nine. I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen him draft that high so yet. Um, I usually see a DJ Moore up there or Ridley or somebody like that. Thielen, usually ADP-wise, I see going around maybe wide receiver 15 or 16. I mean, again, we have him at 21. Might be a little low depending on uh, how much love you have for him. But what are your thoughts on, on Thielen? So in the tier three, and uh, as we look at the at the clock, which I forgot to do, uh, so we got eh, we got fifteen minutes. All right, so we got to start speeding up a little bit. Um, the last three I want to talk about are kind of the youngsters that everybody kind of again, depending on who you're drafting against, there's going to be somebody that that loves one of these youngsters, and that's Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf, and Cortland Sutton. Um, of those three. Who would you draft as your wide receiver two, which is where their ADPs are mostly? Sutton's at 25, but, uh, you know, we've got DJ Metcalf or DK Metcalf at 19, and we have uh, Calvin Ridley at 16. Uh, so let's just assume that Cortland's at 24, and we'll keep them all in the, Which one of these guys would you want as your wide receiver two if you had to draft one of them? Okay. Feel most comfortable with him as a receiver. You know, I think he, he's kind of he kind of stepped in and is that number one in Denver. And they did get a little bit of help in the passing game there for Drew Locke. They, they spent a couple draft picks, uh, you know, addressing that. Mm-hmm. I think that 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 I don't think that's going to take a lot of targets away from Cortland Sutton because I think he's clearly the go-to guy. The question mark there is is Drew Locke the guy that they're going to go with the quarterback? But I think that he's going to get enough targets. He's going to get enough catches, especially in PPR. I think he's the guy that I'm going with because when it, when it comes to that point, 
him along with the other two are, are still available there and it's just kind of your pick of the three but I think I've found myself going with Cortland Sutton more often than not just because I feel more confident in his ability not necessarily the whole situation right gotcha all right so let's move down to tier four this is basically the last uh eight to nine players in the top 36 from our ranking standpoint there are some surprises in here um and even more surprises how bad they were last year which is why we have some of them in this section ty hilton's probably the one that jumps out to the most but only 40 percent consistent last year obviously it was a mess uh, with Luck retiring and, and, and Brissett having to hold the load, and then Hilton missed six games. So he's back. He's healthy. Now we have Phillip Rivers, uh, definitely you know somebody that, while he's not the most consistent quarterback from a fantasy standpoint, um, he's going to chuck it, and we know he likes to chuck it. He certainly had a favorite in Keenan Allen in, you know, when he was in with the Chargers. Um, I think T.Y. is a great value. Um, I have him ranked 28th, which sounds disrespectful, uh, but it really isn't. I mean, he, you know, his ADP is 20. Um, like I said, I've been certainly drafting him as my wide receiver, too. Um, I'd move him up, but I just have feel like I have so many players ahead of him that I like more uh, that I haven't. Um, I know you're a Colts fan. Um, you looking at bounce back for T.Y.? Yeah. I think that where you have him ranked as far as, you know, around that, around that 30 range, I think that's fine just because, you, you know, you look at the chart right here and he only played in 10 games last year. And right. So I think a lot of the, the quarterback question mark gets answered, obviously, but he, as long as he's healthy, he's giving you quality numbers. He's, he's, you know, he's a game breaker. He can, you know, beat anybody down the field. He just needs somebody to get it to him consistently. I think he has that, but he just can't get mixed up. And I think that it's fair you know, where you're getting him as your wide receiver two or three, you can kind of plan for that as well. Right. All right, so in that group, you know, mostly we see 50s and 60% consistency, but we do see an 87% consistency in John Brown. Um, we probably would have had given Brown a lot more love if they don't go out and get Stefan Diggs, but they did. Um, I still like Brown. Um, sadly, though, I really haven't been getting too many shares because – when you're getting Julian Edelman in round nine, why would you look for John Brown at all? Uh, but John Brown is falling pretty far back. Um, you know, if you can get him as your wide receiver four or five, I, I'm pr- fine with that. I have him 30 seconds just because, again, if he gets even 70% consistency, which he might, you know, I mean, again, there's certainly a nice rapport between him and, and Josh Allen. Um, you know, I still have him ranked up there because I'm like, well, until Diggs proves that he can be worth you know, Diggs never really was that consistent in Minnesota. He was 60% last year, which isn't bad. But when Thielen misses six games, you got to assume he should do better than that. So uh, what are your thoughts on John Brown? Um, are, you, are, you, are you drafting any Bills running backs, whether it's Diggs, Browns, or even Cole Beasley, who's also a very late-round value? quite a bit of John Brown. Okay. I'm not getting John Brown until he's like my wide receiver maybe six. Right, okay. So I feel right. perfectly fine with that, but I, th- I do think it's going to be a case of they're going to cancel each other's targets out because I think Josh Allen is, is solid enough, but it's not like they're a high-octane pass offense that they have all these targets to go around. So I think that they've heard a little bit of each other's value fantasy-wise, but I don't think it's enough that if you're getting, you know, Stephon Diggs later, like I said, if I'm getting John Brown as my wide receiver six, I'm perfectly fine with that. If he's 87% consistently again, great. <laughs> yeah. If he's 50% again, 
was inconsistent at that point. I'm okay with that as well because I'm probably not going to play it most weeks in that situation. Right. And I think he's also one of those guys that could be a good, you know, good best ball player, you know, yes. because he could have those games if people are focusing too much on digs that Brown could kill him. I mean, he certainly got well, speed. I mean, you got to think two years ago, that's basically what we had John Brown for. He was mm-hmm. that, you know, every three or four weeks, he was that guy that would put up the three grabs for 90 yards and a touchdown. Right, exactly. Um, all right, so we got about eight and a half minutes left. Uh, some other guys. I think the one guy that's really the wild card in this group. Um, when you look at last year's numbers, you 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 literally if you had if you did draft him, you're vomiting. Uh, was Brandon Cooks twenty nine percent consistency last year? Only missed two games. Uh, definitely was not part of the Rams' offense hardly at all. Uh, you know, end up ranked you know seventy ninth in consistency amongst all wide receivers. Um, honestly, if he was still playing for the Rams, I probably wouldn't even have him in the top thirty six. But he becomes the number one wide receiver in Houston for the Texans basically replacing DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, it's, that's why I have him in the top 36. If Again, if he gets 65 70% consistency in Houston, which you got to believe he should, um, I think he's a good value in the top 36. Um, like I said, I've been doing some drafts where I've got him as my wide receiver three. I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, I mean, any... I mean, never been super consistent, even when he played for New England and that, you know, he's always in the 60-65%, but never the stud we thought he was going to be. Like, when he went to New England, we all thought, oh, this is it, you know. He had that one good year in New Eng- uh, for New Orleans, but then he goes to New England and just doesn't put it together, and obviously went to the Rams has been even worse. So, your thoughts on Brandon? I've been getting him as my three and my four a couple different right. places, and, it's, and, and, and I'm kind of... That same opinion about everybody being super, super down on him his whole, you know, the majority of his career. But when you go and you look at his stats out of, out of the, the years that he has played, he's got four years over a thousand yards receiving. He's got two years over 80 catches. He's got two, three years over seven touchdowns. So when you look at his numbers overall, he's really only had about two seasons where he's really disappointed. His rookie year, he only put up 550 yards, 53 grabs. And then last year, 42 grabs and 583 yards there and only two scores. I think he's poised to be one of the bigger values that mm-hmm. kind of coming out of this, this this category. Like you said, he's playing with Deshaun Watson, who's a dynamic quarterback. Right. He can extend those plays and get him the ball. I, I think it's a great scenario for him, and there's just really not a, a heck of a lot else there. I think Brandon Cooks is shaping up to be a really, really nice buy-low candidate and really return some solid value. Absolutely, especially when you realize that Houston did one thing that was most important for them this year, and it wasn't trading – <laughs> wasn't trading DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of rocks or or David Johnson, whatever you want to call him. Uh, it was the fact that they went out and bolstered that offensive line. Deshaun Watson never had a lot of time to throw the ball. If he can have some more time to throw the ball and Brandon Cooks can run those deep routes, like you said, this could be your bounce-back candidate by far of the year. Certainly should be winning an award in the Fantasy Consistency Awards as Comeback Player of the Year if he can even come close to what we think he should be. So definitely great value there. Um, some other good values I see in here too. Marvin Jones, always been consistent. Definitely had a down year last year. You know, Stafford wasn't 100%. And, you know, just, you know, he only, you know, Marvin missed three games. You know, but just a couple of, you know, past couple of years, he was always at 65, 70% consistent. Uh, if Stafford, you know, Stafford, who was, you know, uh, what was it, 78% consistent in the first eight games before he got hurt, 
I mean, if he comes back and even comes close to that, Marvin Jones, of course, Galladay as well. But Marvin Jones is the best value here. Everybody's drafting Galladay in the top 12, you know, top 12 wide receivers. So we know that. But, man, if you can – I've been getting Jones as my wide receiver four and five. I think that's some excellent value. I have him in the top 36 for sure. Uh, again, even last year with only 54% consistency, he was ranked 37th. So he wasn't – he was barely outside the top 36 with what probably is one of his de- most, you know, worst years he's had in the last few. No, I, I totally agree. And, and it, it's, it's kind of like he's one of these guys when you get to a certain point, it's almost like free money that he's mm-hmm. like so much. And, you know, Marvin Jones, another guy that in, in all the best balls I've done in this fan X draft that I'm doing, he has definitely slid getting absolutely no love. And he's another guy too, that people I think forget just how good and how consistent Matthew Stafford was when he was in there. I think they're just kind of remembering a couple of years ago where that offense really kind of sputtered and he had a down year, but they forget that, you know, he was, yeah, he was hurt, but when he was in there, he was getting those guys the ball and they were putting up some numbers. So last guy in this group, um, and I think a lot of people would probably be very shocked to see him in the top 36. I have him there and I'm not wavering on it. I don't care what his ADP is and that's Golden Tate. Um, you know, the, obviously the Giants receivers don't get a lot of love, you know, wasn't, you know, it's not the best scenario. Daniel Jones isn't the best quarterback from a fantasy perspective, but Tate last year missed the four games because of t- fertility drugs that he was taking. Um, and that was obviously a, uh, a, a banned substance. So he missed the first four games. Uh, so the last 11 games that he did play. He was 82% consistent, which ranked him fourth overall of all wide receivers. Um, yet his ADP is wide receiver 60. Um, so, again, I'm drafting him as my sixth, seventh wide receiver, you know, which is absurd when you realize how good he was last year. And, again, he did this with – I know Sterling Shepard got hurt, and, you know, then there was Darius Slayton involved. But, you know, the one guy you could count on every week just about was Golden Tate. And yet there's no love for him at all. Uh, I'm getting him as super, super late value. I mean, outside of Cole Beasley, who I think is another great value, um, but you can get him at you know wide receiver 73, I think Colton Davis is just a great value. And, and again, if you want to take a Sterling Shepard or a Darius Slayton, if you feel that's the, that's the thing, but I think Golden Tate's the man in New York. He certainly had a great rapport with Jones when he was there. Right. Well, and that's why we do this book. That's why we do this information, because when you look at his numbers last year, because they only played in 11 games, he was 43rd in total points. So, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, you know, he was okay, but look, he's 43rd. Well, the problem was he missed four or five games. So, um, you know, that's really what it comes down to is, you know, the consistency is showing a player like Tate who you can count on and can get at a great value as one of your backups 
and he may be your starting flex by week you know week one or two uh, once you see how you know this, the everything's going in New York for him. Um, and you might be able to trade off your wide receiver for for some value for a better running back. So that's what you got to do. So we got about a minute left. So Ron, baseball season is coming up next week. We're going to get back into the fantasy baseball consistency stuff. I know you're probably knee deep in it with your boys. So tell us what's going on with uh, your boys on the baseball side. Yeah. So we uh, for the Nasty Cast we do a podcast. Uh, you guys know that every week we're finally consistently back into that. We're going to do our listener league draft this week. So we're going to do our three man, myself and Nate. We're going to do that live. We're going to be taking live on air. So check that out. But yeah. Uh, we're going to be ramping it back up because we actually have things to talk about now. Yeah. Yeah, and what, opening season, opening day is Wednesday? The 23rd, yes, sir. It's fantastic. So, finally, some sports to watch with no fans sitting there. But, all right, so you can find him, of course, at the Real Day on Twitter. Make sure you hit him up. You can always find me at Bob underscore Lung. And, of course, don't forget to get that fancy football consistency guy. Drafts will be here in a few weeks. Preseason or no preseason, you got to get your drafts in. Uh, so we'll definitely be coming at you every week. Next week we'll be hitting the tight end position, which uh, there's a lot more depth this year than normal. So everybody, thanks again for being here. For Rod Ray, I'm Bob Love. Everybody have a great week. Take care. God bless.